welcome to dad's class welcome to the podcast where i devin pierce bring you the tools of my toolbox so whether you are a parent going to be a parent or maybe you're just trying to adult it is my goal to help you be better equipped for the great adventure of life welcome to dad's class we are typically live on Mixer for now, but there's been some changes with regards to that, so we'll talk about that here in a minute. This episode is originally recorded on June 24th, 2020. Happy birthday to my cousin, who is 31 years of age today. How are you folks doing? How is everybody? Keeping in there, keeping strong, behaving yourselves. You know... Since our last class, we talked about healthy relationships, um, which was released back on June 12th. Um, been busy around my house. Been pretty crazy. No. I helped my mother's parents, my Oma and Opa, help them get moved. Well, they were already moved. Sorry. Helped get the rest of their stuff moved out of their home as they have now transitioned into an assisted living facility. And uh, I got married last Friday. We live-streamed our wedding for our family and friends across the world to be able to view from the comforts of their own homes. And we went camping for our honeymoon, which means that uh, by the time we got back, I did not have enough time in my day to effectively create a Top 5 Tuesday for this week. Yeah. However... By the time I was done writing the show notes for today's episode, I did have some spare time, and I slapped together a recording. So you guys should expect to see one next Tuesday without flaw. Fault? I don't know. There should definitely be an episode. That's what I'm getting at. Um, yes, Mixer. Mixer is shutting down. They gave everybody, a, you know, like a 30-day eviction notice, essentially. So, the podcast will have to be doing its live recordings somewhere else. With that, what I'm thinking is we're going to be moving over, taking the live recordings to our Facebook page. Whether it's going to be directly on the Facebook page, or if we're going to be putting it into the individual events. As I've been scheduling Facebook events for each recording of the podcast, and then encouraging people to come check out on Mixer. Well, I did just mention, maybe this last episode, episode before, how I felt like the Facebook page wasn't really getting a lot of love. And so, this makes sense to me, that we would, therefore, give it some love by taking what we're losing out on a platform and moving it over to that one. Ah. Before we get into this week's episode, however, I am going to remind you guys of our Extra Life fundraiser for the Edmonton Stollery Children's Hospital. Um, still ongoing, still looking for your support in reaching our goals. So if you are able, capable, or willing to, please follow the links in the description of this episode and support this lovely children's hospital. Thank you very much. This week's episode, guys, we are talking about music. It's, it's not a musical lesson. I'm not going to be teaching you music because I, I'm horrible at these things. But I'm going to be teaching you why you need music in your life. 
We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. We're going to be looking at, though, how music is healthy for both the developing mind of children and maintaining health in adults. My father mentioned to me when we were moving my grandparents that he finds the podcasts run too long for his short attention span. So, you know, I am always looking for feedback from the community. He's a member of our community. He has given me feedback. We're going to roll with it. It's my goal today to have a shorter episode than usual. As really, that's the only way you can progress with any kind of project of this matter is with the assistance of your community. So if you guys have any suggestions, please feel free to let me know. Either contact the show or myself over on Twitter. Come by the Facebook page or send an email down below the bridge for the YouTube peoples. However you get and hold me, we'll talk more in detail about that at the end of the episode. Again, music for the developing children's brains, adult health, and here's the kicker, here's the here's the good part. We're going to be taking all that information and I'm going to be laying out some suggestions for you guys as to how to incorporate music in your life. Now, first of all, it is really easy just to Google how is music good for me, and there are tons, I mean tons, of research available to you. So, I looked at two specific things when I was generating our notes today, and I will have links to those in the descriptions of this episode, and they are also in the live chat um, for those who are there. So, one of them is from health.harvard.edu. And that one is a very meaty, generalized overview of all the kind of scientific research studies that have been done involving music and brain development. And I mean, like, this part of the brain does this and this and that and that. It's Some parts of it are a little wordy for my taste. But nonetheless, good general information. Get yourself up to date on things. We do have some points from there that we'll talk about. The second of those two things is from hopkinsmedicine.org. This one is more of a point form article about the general benefits uh, for adults to have music in their lives. And I'm going to switch over here. I'm going to share with you guys... This document here, over on the left-hand side of the screen, is from a class I took. There was the effects of music and early childhood development was a lunch hour seminar kind of thing that I attended with my wife. And then the top half of this page and the bottom half of this page are sourced from two different materials put together by the presenter who did this presentation. But I love the imagery here. Uh, I'll have a link to a Google document in the description of today's episode so you guys can bring this up for yourselves and check that out as well. But the top half of here, we have music in the brain. It goes over nine different parts of the brain, what they do, and how they are used with music. And that top source is from Music with Young Children. 
from uh, Desert News Graphics. Then the bottom has four standalone images which represent and show us which parts of the brain are active when we're hearing music, imagining music, reacting emotionally to it, and when we are playing music. There's eight separate parts of the brain that light up when you are playing music. Um, and there's a little quote here in the bottom that says how everyone responds to music. I love this visual. It's not the best image, but my scanner wouldn't scan it. So I'm sorry, but this is what you guys are going to get out of me. So from reading these documents, I have shared links to in the description of today's episode. We can surmise that listening to music can reduce anxiety, blood pressure, pain, and as well as improve our overall sleep quality, our general mood, and mental alertness, not to mention even your memory. The human brain, as it turns out, is actually hardwired to distinguish music from noise, which I thought was kind of cool. It's actually part of our physiology to understand music, and that's pretty cool. Aspects of music, such as pitch, chords, rhythm, are all decoded and understood by different parts of the brain. And so music, as it would seem, because of how many parts of our brain it's working, is kind of like a workout for your brain. Instead of toning your physical muscles, you're toning your mental muscle by working all these different parts. Furthermore, new music, or different music than what you typically listen to, will challenge your brain in ways that old music or your favorites don't. It's just like doing the same exercise. You can try a different exercise or change an exercise slightly to work the same muscles a different way and get a whole new workout out of it physically. The same can be said by listening to different types of music for your brain. Some studies have also shown that people can use music to help remember long-forgotten memories, which is pretty awesome. And it should be mentioned, as I'm sure you're aware, everybody has a different taste in music. Well, that also attunes to meaning that different forms of music will affect people differently. What might be calming to one person can be very anxiety-causing for another, which is something to consider, and often why multi-generational families or homes have difficulty selecting music that everybody likes. Now, if you've heard of the Mozart effect, the example that comes to mind for me is when they tell you to listen to classical music or like let your in utero baby listen to classical music to improve brain development. This is called the Mozart effect. There are some truths to it, but when reviewing all the different studies on this, a case study that was looking at all the dots in a row, objectively, more or less averaged everything out and came to the conclusion that, yes, there is a 2.1 IQ point change, but it only lasts about 15 minutes. These 
forms of research and the conclusion of that cataloging of other forms of research was that more research needs to be done towards understanding long-term effects of such things. A 2010 review of many of these same studies also suggested that language could be assisting in language, memory, and attention spans. And as far as I'm concerned, that makes perfect sense. Personally, I feel like it's just good for your soul to have music involved in your life in some way, shape, and or form. However, further to that, it could be good for your health. Hospitals have had many reports made to them by sick and injured patients, long-term care patients, who expressed how music helped them deal with the stress of their situation and how they couldn't have gotten through the trauma without it. Testimonials? I like testimonials. To put this into your own perspective, even if you've never been really sick, have you ever just had a really crappy day, sat in your car in your own driveway, and a song comes on that you like, and you just crank it, and you, and you just relax? You know, you just let it go. That's letting go of stress triggered by music. That is exactly this example. Now, more personally, my wife, as we neared our wedding, had expressed that she had become very stressed. And she felt, and specifically stated, that she felt like she was missing music. This time of year is the summer solstice. We got married just before it, or in around when it typically happens. Well, we normally go and spend our time up in Drift Pile, Alberta, at the North Country Fair Musical Festival this time of year. And that's kind of my, my wife's annual reset for herself. Not the new year, but this annual festival. With everything going on, we're unable to attend because it was cancelled. And on top of that, with dealing with homeschooling our kids, we've been very focused on we need to get the schoolwork done, we have deadlines, and we need to focus on communicating. And it's hard to do with music playing. Because, again, not everyone likes the same kinds of music. So through different musical tastes, the music that my children might work well to wasn't necessarily the type of music that allowed my wife to concentrate while she was trying to educate them. So, there was no music for a while. What I did after she made this comment was I started to sneak music back in outside of their school hours, playing it while I was cooking or tidying up, and that kind of thing. And it took a bit of time, but she did notice, and she did note that she felt better. And she also started bringing music back into her own life. She had a little road trip up to go pick up some things from her mother. And downloaded a playlist, listened to it there and back, and came back feeling notably happier with everything in life after having a few good hours of just her and good music. After our wedding, we went out to my parents' place and we sang karaoke with our kids. It was a great family experience, a little karaoke machine, and we just played. Our toddler even, even though he can't read the words and doesn't really know many songs, just making noise that kind of sounded similar. It was adorable. It was great and very much stress relieving. 
Now, all those same things apply to kids, but even more so, music ignites all the areas of child development. You know, this is their school readiness, their uh, intellectual abilities, their social emotional, their motor skills, their language skills, overall literacy. A sing-along is really great for that, if you want to work with one of them. It also, through dancing, inspires us to better move our bodies with our minds. And for children, this is especially essential to motor skill development because it allows them to develop their perception and awareness of their surroundings. That's pretty cool. In the description for today's episode, you will find a couple of links specifically dealing with children. One is from the Globe and Mail, and one is from BrightHorizons.com. The Globe and Mail is, I think, a seven-point short little jaunt about why music is great for kids. The Bright Horizons is a full-out blog post talking about the subject. So I encourage you guys to go ahead, follow those links, and read those. Check them out. If you would like to support the show and have something fancy for yourself like I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing a nice gray long-sleeve shirt with the Dad's Class logo on it for our audio listeners. But we do have a merchandise shop, and we have sweaters and stickers and shirts, all to represent the quality time that you and I have spent together. Links in the description of this episode. The last thing we're going to talk about here are ideas for involving music in your life. You know... These are pretty simple, but sometimes it takes somebody telling you something before you really get it clear in your head. Thick as mud, right? Make music. Whether it's by yourself or with your family, make some instruments like a toilet paper roll and elastic band and tissue paper. Makes a kazoo. You know, moving around with your body, whether you're clapping your hands. Tapping your toes or uh, beatboxing <laughs> or just singing in the rain or your shower or whilst you're on your podcast. All of these things are a great way to make some music or contribute a little bit if you're doing it in a group scenario. I would also recommend... Try to be spontaneous with it. And when you have smaller children, make it repetitive so they can get along with it and work with it too. Listening to music together as a family or with your friends, whatever the case may be, you can also take this one step further. Remember how I said that listening to different types of music will encourage your brain to work differently? Create a game out of it. Either a genre wheel you spin a paper clip and it picks a different genre of music or put a bunch on a strips of paper toss them in a hat and pull them out one at a time encourage yourself and your family to expand beyond their palettes of music also you can talk about music you can dream about a daydream aloud with your friends and family about what's being sung about what it could mean what it feels like it means what it inspires in us you can draw those same things, or you can just 
talk about it. A good old-fashioned discussion. And, of course, as always, dance to your heart's content. Whenever there is music, dance. Move your body. Let yourself feel the music. This, again, goes back to that gross motor skills and even fine motor skills, depending on what kind of dancing you're doing. Turn day-to-day conversations into song. Dear child of mine, won't you pick up that toy? Put it back in the bin for me. I love doing that. I could do that all day. You can also use songs or jingles to help memorize things. And just doing that will also be including music into your day-to-day life. Whether it's how to spell a particularly troublesome word, your ABCs or 123s, which, by the way, there are more than one way to do both of those things. So try changing it up once in a while and giving your kids other options. It might help them remember those things better. Personal information, such as your address and phone number, your place of work, so that if your child is separated from you, they can tell it to somebody like a police officer or security guard or whatever, exactly the information that they need to reach you. Your name should also be included in that. Ooh, ooh, flash fact. Although it's always great for your children to call you mommy and daddy all day long, be sure that they know your names. Before you go out into a crowded public area and lose them. What's your daddy's name, son? Daddy is not going to help police officers find you when your kid is missing in a large group setting, such as a mall or a fair or anything like that. Including your name, phone number, and address into the little ditty that you teach them is a great way to make sure that if your kids are lost, they find their way back to you. Couple last minute tips here, guys. Remember to enjoy yourself. If you and your kids or your kids aren't having any fun with it, then stop doing it. Move on to something else. Try it again later if you really want something to work, but don't force it. Uh, Also, when it comes to younger children, short and sweet is the answer. You want to keep it simple for them to be able to get involved, get out of it, move on with life. Question of week this week guys i would like to know how do you involve music in your life are you a singer or do you play the instruments are you or are you just a listener a connoisseur of music now As I said, we have been focusing more on listening to music lately, but it's not abnormal for our family. As I mentioned, we usually celebrate the summer solstice at a musical festival every year. My son has expressed interest in a piano, though we don't have one for him to practice on. And last week, when we had our karaoke honeymoon, he did great. And it was actually quite impressive. Our daughter loves to sing, has yet to mention any particular instrumental desires. Our youngest has always had a huge affinity for music and instruments of all kinds. 
just loves music. I've never learned an instrument myself, but I could sing those silly song conversation alterations all day long. Wouldn't bother me a bit. As with every episode, guys, I look forward to hearing your feedback. So please rate the show on your podcast app, leave a review there, or come on over to the YouTube channel and down below the bridge where all the trolls live, leave us your comments, concerns, give us a thumbs up, give us a subscribe, or follow the show over at twitter.com with at dadsclass and over at facebook.com slash dadsclass. If you'd like to support the show, I already mentioned you can pick yourself up one of these lovely shirts, and there's a variety of different styles and things. I'm going to be cleaning that up a little bit over at the channel, but there are different colors that you don't have to get gray. And you can always email me, myself, and I at crownesso at gmail.com. C-R-O-W-E-N... Nope. C-R-O-W-N-E-S-S, the number zero, at gmail.com. Also, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch, as well as Discord and Xbox with that same at name, C-R-O-W-N-E-S-S, the number zero. If you found this class informative, share it with your friends and see what they have to think of it. Until next class, guys, be sure to be safe and be kind. Thank you for listening to another Dad's Class. And then we do a little jingle for the YouTube ending. Da 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 da. da. Well, the things come up over here. Jazz hands.